0: Hello, thank you for tuning in to the Casually Molly podcast. This is your host, Molly Ambergi. Just wanted to remind you that we are in partnership with With Love. With Love is a handcrafted bath and body company based in St. Louis, Missouri. Founded by hubby and wife dynamic duo Stephen and Kendra Hunt in November 2016, they initially wanted to make natural products for their family to use, but God had a bigger plan commercial products, and the uncertainty of everything that was in the household. They decided to formulate their own products with items right in the kitchen. They made a post on social media about the products they were making, and the community started to inquire. Here they are today. Just remember that you can follow With Love on Facebook and Instagram.
1: Have you ever wanted to get your shit together? Scrub it, look through the lens, and capture it. But first world problems are getting you down Disabled, softy, need a lap to fix that frown
0: <laughs> Well you can do all those things
1: and so much more Just grab a seat in the chair or the floor Sit back, relax, we fine.
2: While she drops another casual line You're tuned to
1: Casually Molly with molly
0: Ambergy. all right welcome back to the casually molly podcast again i am your host molly Ambergie. just remember that you can casually subscribe on itunes spotify your apple podcast app google play podbean and stitcher but enough about that for right now let's get back to my friends that are here today we have my lovely friend and partner in crime magician amanda Lindsay. how are you doing
1: pretty good how are you doing oh
0: good i'm happy to have you here yeah. thanks for
1: having me dude oh Appreciate yeah it.
0: no problem don't you just love i see here's the thing amanda and i actually hang out in real life so now like talking professionally in this microphone just you know always always interesting oh, yeah <laughs>
1: So if you hear me drop dude a lot, that's I know you, Molly. That's it's right. right. <laughs> I like it. I'm
0: down. And then to well, to my right or across the sh- across the street, <laughs> across the table, I need more coffee. We have St. Louis's own Nate Barron. How are you doing today? I am
2: peachy. Thanks for thanks for having me. Oh Molly. my gosh, this no. is Nate. Worth it. Worth the hour drive up. Here. Oh
0: my. Oh my God. Well, I felt so bad. So Nate has actually he messaged me, and Nate started out as a listener of the podcast. Am I correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. I, with the first episode with the. With oh Hinderleiter.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucas Hinderleiter. Shout out to him. He's out he's out in New York now. I so he has his name right. Yep. He got I got his well, name right. The first right. time
2: I ever did a show, I, he was a feature He was one of the features and that was the first time I ever hosted this like two years ago, I just butchered his last name. For some <laughs> reason I thought it was uh Gilda H- H- Gildahunt or something like that. What? I know, right? <laughs> it was just like and I was way off and when he told me that night he's like, No, it's Hinderleiter. I'm like, I'm not gonna remember that. <laughs> Oh man. And I I just, there's like 80 people in front of me. I'm like, I, and I just put, I made up something.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, it it does, you know, if you, I mean, you, you host shows with the magic, magic in the loo, which is your, we'll talk about that, getting into that in a second. And, you know, I've hosted a few, few shows in my three year comedy career. Sometimes you just mess up on stuff and you're like, oops, my Mm. bad. But as you get used to hosting and whatnot, um, the improv shop actually is really good about that. Rafe and Bobby are like, take the list, look over. So Mm -hmm. now I feel like, Anytime I'm doing something, I feel like Bobby Jacox who's a, who people who don't know is like a local comedian. I feel like he's just in my brain. He's like, move the mic, move it back here. Look at this. So, you know, just channeling that. Just shout outs. We're just doing all the shout outs. We just did Lucas Bobby's Hinderleiter. We just did new Bobby new guy, Cox. All right.
2: Yeah.
0: Bobby's, guy. Yeah, Bobby's a good guy. Uh, Nate, you actually were just recognized by the Five Seven Three mm-hmm. Magazine, which is kind of cool. Congratulations! Thank on you, that. thank you, everyone.
2: It's a long time coming. You know, we've been waiting for this. <laughs> acknowledgement. It's, it's just nice to be not. You know, a little
0: nod. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was like, you know, Amanda. I don't know if you've gotten to read it, but yeah, Nate. I was on. I was on Facebook, and I've been trying to figure out just because you know when you're doing podcasting and you're scheduling, sometimes people like get bumped and whatnot because of different shows that are coming up that you have to recognize and whatnot. So I thought this episode, we're going to do calling it Casually Making Magic, because you're making it in the literal sense. Yeah. And then Nate got recognized in 573, so he's making it in the figurative sense. And I'm just, like, <laughs> casually here being a bum. So it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, I, like, but uh, I was going to say, Nate, how did that feel, having your picture and quotations and whatnot being brought up in the magazine?
2: Oh, the 573 magazine? Yeah. They just contacted me. um, about three weeks, about three weeks ago, and just like, hey, you, what's this comedy stuff you do? And that's kind of like, oh, we could. You know, you, they asked if I'd come in and talk about it, and I did. And they, can you come in for a photo shoot? I'm like, what? I
0: was about to say those photos <laughs> looked oh, very yeah, professional. Yeah. No, 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 no. I was very impressed. And then, like,
2: you bring a couple extra like, sets of clothes for wardrobe change. I'm like, what? What? What are you calling me right now? What? Yeah. I don't, I don't do. I don't. Know what be. So yeah, went over there. We just took some pictures, and I talked about comedy, and they did a bit kind of a spread on it. I guess I haven't gotten the print yet. I need to go over there and grab that, I guess.
0: Yeah, you'd probably get, yeah, a print especially. I um, The first time I ever got mentioned, there's a local uh, newspaper here called the Riverfront Times, for those of you outside of the city of St. Louis. And I got in this, like, terrible car accident. My car flipped. It was totaled. I had, like, a seat. Like, thank God I was wearing a seatbelt, and I'm not trying to be like, oh, you know, like, safety first. But <laughs> I'm, like, I had this on, and I was waiting for my car to be, like, or so, so, you know, like I had to take it in and then I was waiting for a rental and I, I saw the RFT and I was like, well, what what else am I doing? I'm going to open it. And that's just kind of the beauty of print was that I opened it up and I was in a play at the con- time called the Cherry Sisters Revisited was the first play I ever did in college. And they had a big spread and I was in the photo and I still have it to this very day, like framed and people are like, what? And I'm like, it was a big day for me because I was still alive and I had a play to go to that night. Oh, and, yeah. you know, and I was like, and I was in the RFT. What? Yeah. So get that print. Well, I didn't
2: get in a get in car wreck, but I, oh, I no. got, I got
0: the well, no Well, I you did not. I, I would got on out out one. Outfit, <laughs> Well, Amanda, we're going to move over to you here for a second. So Amanda and I actually met through mutual friends. And I thought it was really cool because I asked you, I was like a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, what do you like to do? And she's talking about her job. She goes, and I'm also a magician. And I was like, oh, okay. And as I've gotten to know her, there's a whole like, not to be like magical world, but there's a whole like other like group of people that are all these like, you know, magicians—they ha- perform all over the country—and now you have your own like company or troupe called Magic in the Lou. Why don't you tell
1: us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, so, Magic in the Lou came about when Laura Capinger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know her. <laughs> oh gosh, and Laura's great, man. Yeah. Um, Laura held auditions at the Monocle. She was looking for other acts. She did, yes. To be part of the Hush Hush Cabaret, and I invited my friend Joshua Weidner, who's also the co-founder for Magic in the Lou. On board, Uh, I invited him to that audition and she, we just fell in love with her and she fell in love with us and there was eight other magicians. I don't know why, but like she picked us too. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think she saw that like we were besties, Josh and I were besties and you know, we just had a lot of ambition for this. And then after that, we had one magic show uh, with Z Tang Wang. Okay. And so Laura introduced us to this. I mean, we knew Z, but you know, we're not... Next door neighbors, or anything <laughs> right. like that. Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, you're not getting to from the airport anytime. So.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. So we knew a Z and we knew that he had a good network. He did great magic. And we sold out that show. And then afterwards, Laura invited us back. We had another show sold out. And then we had a third show. And she was like, okay, you guys keep selling out. We need to form you guys as a group, create magic in the loo. Like, Laura was the one that came up with the name and she came up with the original logo and everything. And she set, She's a, i got to give a lot of credit to her because she set the pace. She saw that we had the talent, we had the ambition, we had the idea and everything, and she just kind of gave us the momentum the opportunity. And now every second and fourth, like we got picked up every second and fourth Friday at the Monocle, and that's yeah. really big. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, that's, that's neat. Yes. Yeah. So right it's on. been doing
0: very well. So yeah. from what I hear, I had a guest that came on a couple of weeks ago. And she was saying that you guys sell out, like, literally every time. So everybody sell out on March 13th when I'm performing there as a comedian. Come on over. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Just shameless self-promotion. Don't mind me. <laughs>
1: well, I, I'm, I'm super excited have yeah. you. Because when we first met, I I think we had the conversation where I told you I had a plan that I wanted to do an all-female show. Yeah. And this was, what, two two years ago or something? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was just like, I have a plan. Mm-hmm. And then I knew, like, after seeing you at Helium and Heavy Anchor, I'm like, holy cow, this uh, this Molly person, not just a friend, but she actually is really hilarious oh, and talented. thanks. And I'm definitely going to team up with her. And so, <laughs> like, when I got this opportunity, because now I, like, manage uh, Magic in the Loot, like, I get the outside talent and everything, I was just like, who are my top five people that I want to get in on board as fast as possible? And I was just like, bam, Molly Ambergees at the top. We got Tori Nor- uh, Nokas coming in mm-hmm. as well, so I'm, you have no idea how excited I am oh, for well the it's show.
0: Well, it's going to be really fun, because I know it's been a long time coming, and to give a background on Tori, doesn't she do a lot of magic around the country as well, too, or?
1: Oh, Tori yeah. is, oh, I can't, I can't even think of the word to describe her, but she is a force in the magic world. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very talented. She works up at the Magic Castle, which is world famous, and mm-hmm. only, yeah. yeah. I was about to say, Yeah that's neat
0: yeah I, I actually it's funny you bring that up because my friend at work um, shout out to Heather she was like yeah the Magic Castle you should have gone when you were out there yeah, I, was, and I
2: was gonna ask did you go to the Magic yeah. no
0: I didn't I didn't even know it existed and then I look it up and everybody's like it's like world renowned Molly like where have you been? but you know when you're traveling and you're on vacation you're doing like so many different things right. so next time yeah, I will be there
2: magic, <laughs> magic words was a priority yeah got you, I was there. like yeah. and I
0: was doing comedy it's just a whole thing do you but, prefer to yeah. be
2: called a? a illusionist?
0: Hi, I prefer a magician. Okay. Yeah. Now that's a that's Nate brings up a good question because sometimes people are like you know you meet some magi- some magicians
2: who are like oh, I'm an illusionist yeah. you know like Tricks what whores h- do for money my <laughs> <friend>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that I'm so glad you said that uh,
2: I've been waiting to crowbar that in for like all yes. morning long well, let's go <laughs> there there you know.
1: see he's familiar I'll, I'll and I'm not I'll
2: so do an ad Resident Developer quote all day uh, like, oh, She's he's a magician we got illusionist jokes <laughs> oh Jesus
1: Christ <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm so glad you did that. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like, this is a great first podcast for me. Thank you.
2: Right on, Yeah.
0: <laughs> see, I'm learning. There was one person I met, but it was a dude, and he's like, "Oh, I'm an illusionist," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right."
2: What did you do yeah. then? What? What happened after that? I don't did know, you know say, if I
0: even went to see the show. Like, I think I met him in passing because you know I'm a theater. I was a theater you major. Did you and you're Chris in angel
2: theater. angel thing on you? Like, well, what's this? Oh uh, yeah. No, <laughs> oh my
0: God. But I would.
2: Audience I, couldn't see me. Just pull a. Whatever. when i just have
0: people that say weird and uncomfortable things to me i normally like some people either just like go crazy and react and i just go uh, okay and then i just like walk away from the situation so like i i'm the illusionist at the end because i'm the one who just disappears oh, like wow. that. it's an illusion we never talked guys come see me march 13th that magic in the loo i'm really funny okay but anyway i promise i promise <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you should just still come anyway. But that is very cool. And how long has Magic and the Lou been in, uh, not production, but I guess in existence?
1: Uh, it started... What year? We're in 2020 now? Oh, geez. 2020, uh, bitches. We're in the
2: future, <laughs> in the future now.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Not to be confused with the TV show. But go ahead.
0: 2020. Oh. Get it. Um, yeah.
1: The year of Barbara Walters. Bar- oh, my Bar- God. Walters.
0: Well, Bar- here's the thing. Can I actually just tell you guys, speaking of 2020? So, when I had the flu the first time this year, I was watching 2020 because, you know, you're sick in bed. So, you're just watching like all this weird shit. And at it was like the first episode of twenty twenty, and they ha, it was like super depressing. It was about this woman who's in prison probably for like the rest of her life. And like it's it's supposed to end on a serious note. Mm. And instead, these two dingelings who were hosting, they're like, and this is 2020 in 2020, and Aww. I was like, "What producer okayed this? I don't even know." How do
2: you not okay that though? If I work for 2020. That's why I lived for this day, guys. I-, I lived
0: for this day, and they were like, "I don't know." The whole thing was just interesting. But
1: back to magic in the loo. So, how long <laughs> has it been in existence? Uh, I want to say, well, it's been in a it's been a work in progress for a while now, because um, Joshua Weiner and I we had been meeting. And actually trying to figure out a place to start hosting a show. Like, where can we go? And, like, we've been networking and trying to find this place. And then Laura Coppinger had the audition, I want to say, it was in October of 2018. And then we kind of took off in 2019. Mm -hmm. So it's been about a year, year and a half.
0: Okay. There Mm -hmm. you go. And it seems to be, like, again, my friend Kate Barton, local comedian as well. She was just in the last one. And she said it was a lot of fun. So...
1: Oh Kate Kate Barton she zinged us magicians so much throughout her show.
2: <laughs> I mean how do you not? I mean you got a oh. <laughs>
1: I know she got us I can't think of anything off the top of my head but I was in the crowd and I'm like oh man that's a good one. Oh, she got she got us again on that one no, like no,
2: no, that's fucked up that's funny I
1: love it oh I'm sure she and it was so
0: funny because I had just done a show with her at Sophie's Cocktail Lounge here and she was like I just am tired of the shit that I usually talk about so I'm sure she went in and was like all right I'm gonna do some new shit this is gonna
1: work and clearly it did so Oh, yeah, she got a great uh, response from the audience. And oh, everything. yeah, she always does. I've uh, tried to pull her out of her comedy hiatus. I'm like, come on out.
0: Are they prepared uh-huh.
2: for comedy? Like, or is it like more of like, or is it like kind of a thing like when the comedian comes up, like, and the audience might be like, where's the magic? Or then uh, we have to realize, oh, it's a comedian on stage, I'm a magician.
1: Uh, we promote it. So the way we do it is, like, it's a comedy and magic show. Sure. But the format is, we will have the feature act. And the feature act can be either comedian or juggler or whatnot. Because we want to bring in you know, other acts and everything and give people opportunities and also have cool people like Molly and Kate come on the show. So it was my excuse to get Molly and hey. Kate on the show.
2: March 13th, guys.
0: Yeah, March 13th. Casually cool. Uh,
1: but most most of the time it's going to be a magician, a magical lineup. But yeah. every once in a while, a special events Like when we got Molly Ambergate coming in on March 13th, like we are going to. Everybody just better come to the show. <laughs> Nate, what are you
0: doing on March thirteenth? Do you want to come?
2: I yeah, it does sound fun. I I like magic. <laughs> Who doesn't like magic? I mean, I don't. You know. Not to put you on the spot. No, yeah, I was like, what do, what do I go? To? What day is that? Is that a Saturday? It's a Friday. Oh, hmm. Friday night. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, we'll see what happens. Uh, Nate Baron is over here making things happen. That you know, you know, being appeared in the uh, or being appeared appearing. I'm talking about magic, still <laughs> illusionist. Like who's? Oh, <laughs> uh, he was seen in Five Seven Three magazine. Great. Let's talk about Nate. How did you get into comedy? What was the, I know that's the big question I'm sure every comedian I ask, you know, gets on here. How,
2: I mean, I was always a nerd with it. Like, for some reason, I was able to watch, like, Robin, Robin Williams or Richard Pryor when I was a kid growing up. But I couldn't watch Gallagher. It was always weird. I could always watch those guys. Yeah. But I couldn't rent from the movie store Gallagher and all that. So I've always, like, stand-up, just been an encyclopedia of a nerd. That's, I didn't start until about, about two years ago. And there, there's a reason I didn't start for so long because I knew so much about it. I knew I'm like you're gonna be bad for a long, long time. Oh yeah. Until you're decent, and then you're gonna be bad some more, and then nothing might never happen from it. So I'm like, well, you know. And finally, I had a buddy just kind of like, come on, man. Just he kept pressure, you know, pressure and pushing, and I was to the point where I didn't want to be friends with them, because was bringing it up every time. I was like, <laughs> he knew I wanted to. But I was just like, ah. and once I, you know, I started about two years ago. And I went up at the Heavy acre and yeah, she talked to Chad afterwards. I haven't stopped since. It's mm-hmm. the only thing that I've, like, kind of, like, committed. Well, besides my kid. But like, oh, well, yeah. You know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> kind of important, the second one. <laughs> second would have to be stand-up is one of the things I've had, you know, committed you know, the most towards, I've noticed. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rad. I
0: was about to say, and now you're, like, you know, Nate is known around for producing shows and whatnot. And how have the how's that been going? You know, you start out as a comedian. A lot of comedians, they, uh, at least for me, when I was a theater major, I would do acting and directing and then, eventually you fall into producing because you like fall in love with the industry. And so now I'm looking into like producing comedy shows and live podcasting, you know, you as a show producer, what's kind of been your transition casually making magic in your sense, (laughs) um, (laughs) like, you know, making shows like going about venues and making things happen and wanting people to come and getting comedians to commit. Um, what's kind of been some of the highs in that and also the lows. Um,
2: Well, I mean, I live, like, an hour south in an area called, like, Farmington, Bonterre. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's not far to get up here. You know, it's, but it's kind of far for you know, and I. it's, it's not far to get up there, but it's far to go up there for some people to go to see just comedy. And I'd started out comedy up here, and then i moved back down there, and then what always happens, you have a kid next to you, and you're not going anywhere now. Yeah. But I still wanted to just keep doing comedy. And I'm and in my area, I'm, like, there's, stand-up is non-existent. You know, we like to drink. We like all this live music and stuff like that, but we don't, there's, and everyone watches stand-up comedy now and it's funny you know with all the streaming it's just everyone it, there's a new special oh well, there's everyday. more
0: access to it yeah. exactly yeah. the mm-hmm.
2: medium is just right everyone has you know so and there's so much talent bu- in, up here in St. Louis so I was like just you know I was like just present the idea to the to the local you know any place with like a bar so, you know any venue or place with a roof you're like hey you guys want to do a comedy show and it really just kind of it, it just ran, it, t- it took off, you know, and about, that's been about two years, and I've done about 18 or 19 shows down there, and yeah, yes. I mean, it's, it's stressful, you know, I'll get all, you know, I'll, I'll try to get all, have some beers and get all baked, and then realize, hey, let's book a show. The next day, I'm like, oh, you booked a show. You made commitments to people. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. So, then three months, it's just dread. Yeah. But then, I mean, it's fun. <laughs> it's, but, you, you're da- you know, it's a fun dread. It's weird, because yes. it's masochistic. It's massi- it's you're like, okay, because you got to appease so many people. i got to work with managers or own- owners of bars staff they're comedians you know I'm just booking them getting everyone straightened out and then but it once it works out it's just it's rad it's yeah Cause down there you know you don't see all the arguing devices you know people pissed off about politics you see people laughing you see people laughing like Matt at Matt Barnes or Adam Thacker oh yeah or Libby mm-hmm. uh, you know she's destroyed down there ready. oh get, Libby
0: Higgins we just talked about her at the last episode too she's great Yeah,
2: Bobby's been down there I've had you know yeah Chris here. everyone's, I, I try to get, I get who I want to watch. Exactly. And then, but at the same time, know that they're going to, know that that's going to translate to the audience down there. Everyone's always like, oh no, they're all country bumpkins down there. Like, you'll see, everyone likes to laugh. Yeah. doesn't yeah. matter. You know, Duke, Duke Taylor who came down and just destroyed his VFW oh, hall. I mean, of course.
0: These are all like Duke Taylor. He's fantastic too. Yeah. These are all, these are all local comedians for those of you who don't know. And, um, it, it, it is great though. What's, I think what's really endearing and also just like awesome is that, I mean, yes, like we need work. We want to go like do our craft. We love what we do. But it's great when you're as a producer, I'm sure, Nate, that people believe in you enough to like go and do your shows. And then it's, I don't know, I bet it's a really awesome feeling experience. So. It's,
2: it is not, well, I, I, I talk about it often like, because I also host the shows down there. So it's kind yeah. of like a brand, I don't know, a, a lead belt, the lead belt brand, I guess, because we're the lead belt. We're known for lead down there. Yeah. It's sort our of thing. Um, and like I'll, I'll get on host and as soon as I get done, I bring up the first comic. And I, I'll just, I go outside and I'll smoke a cigarette or smoke whatever and I just, and I just sigh of relief. Oh, three, you know, you can, I'm like Bill, I'm like Frodo being tossed, you know, the ring, it's <laughs> over, it's over. You can relax now. You know, you did a great job. Yeah. You know, Cause I I'll would I'll just sit there and listen for the last. I'm like, oh, good.
0: Yes, that, that's, how it, that's how it goes. Like, I'm sure you feel, I don't, actually, you know what, maybe I shouldn't say that. Do you ever, because I feel like, at least for me in comedy, like, sometimes, especially if I'm doing something new, I kind of get, like, a little anxious, like, either, like, even even in an open mic, you know, like, whether it's in a bar, or at a club, I'm like, oh, this is a little new, is it going to make, you know, and then once you hear, like, that laugh, you're like, all right, I got him, like, I'm in, not to, like, snap, like, I'm in you know, Frankie <laughs> I'm Valley in the, the Four snaps. Seasons, but.
2: <laughs> You is destroyed. That, yeah. I, I watched you live. I've seen you live. Yeah. It, it was like at Venice Cafe. It was just like, it was pretty impressive how much can, you're like, you like. So Amanda's the ball.
0: best. Trust me. I That's why Aww. I want to know, do you get anxious like when you ever do magic in front of people at all? Or is are you just so used to doing it after a while that it just comes naturally?
1: Man, that's a that's a good question because it's kind of like yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I practice my material so much and it depends. Yes. Yes, it, yes, yes. yes. And it depends on the crowd, like like you said,, uh, we met at Venice Cafe, and just going up there, and the people were so loving and accepting. it's such a cool crowd. So if I go up there with new material, I'm ar- I feel comfortable. And I've been in that uh, like crowd so many times, so I'm like, oh, okay, but um, I think one time though, I was not in my element, and I was brand new, and I messed up the trick, and so people cheered me on. Yeah. so I' like feeling pretty like, You're okay, all <laughs> for
2: you, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, it's one of those, like, I'm nervous, I want to pull off the effect, but I feel confident because I've been practicing and I've been building up and everything. I don't know. I was just, it's one of those, like... No, absolutely. It's just, like, in comedy
0: where, and, like, also when I was doing my theater stuff, like, people would be like, Molly, you're so comfortable in just, like, producing a play. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I've done it, like, so many times now that I'm just, like, it's almost, like, second nature. You're like, here's the flyers, here's this, just... Now I just need some people to come, you know, like it's the whole thing. Like that's what I did in the fringe last year. But with comedy, like if I've been doing a bit for so long, like whether the audience is going to, you know, I was just talking about this with my girlfriends yesterday at happy hour, which sounds really fucking pretentious, but it was like, (laughs) I I will be honest with you. I have not had a happy hour in a very long time. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't. I had a vodka. (laughs) That's how hard the day was yesterday. I was like, that's it. They're going to have like, $4 $4 well drinks. I'm definitely taking that. <laughs> but long story short, we were talking about that, like how, you know, the nerves kind of come in with whatever you do and you kind of get anxious. And that's kind of one of my goals of 2020 is that I can't let the exterior effects of life like affect me. Like I just have to be like, I can't be like, Oh, I need to prove myself. I need to do this. Or like what are people gonna think? I'm like, I just have to present what I have and then just see kind of where it goes from there. Because either way, my life is gonna be pushed in a certain direction no matter what. Right. Um, so i have just, am like less anxiety and more just go going and being me. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Knowing, being confident, present, present in the moment. Yes, that's what I mean.
0: Present. Thank you. That is the moment yeah. I'm looking for. Rather than thinking about what's right. going to happen next or what word I'm going to say next, which like a lot it of brains what work like that. It is what like for that. right now, and exactly. I can all talk like,
2: But the whole yesterday's mystery, tomorrow's mystery. Mi- yeah. History, tomorrow's mystery. Today's present that's why they call it a gift or i don't know whatever yeah. yes i know yeah. we're trying to get philosophical alan, but i it's mean it's all listen. that alan watt stuff yeah. I, love, <laughs> oh, I love it i go to sleep hey, Yeah, i go to sleep through it all the night oh, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah i get deep with it <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i like it you know and it, sometimes it does come deeper like casually deep on here but i think that's awesome and like you for those of you who don't know amanda she's very like when you're doing magic you're very present you're in the zone and it's you like you love it when you love something it comes off to other people too as well so that's yeah. good
1: yay <laughs> i was gonna say the crowds at magic in the Lou have been awesome it's just everybody who has been there I mean, very chill, very relaxed. People are there happy to see magic. It's not like I'm Ma- going into the battlefield. Yes.
2: <laughs> like, Who's the grumpy guy coming to the magic show? That's what I want to meet. Like, yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh, well, shit. see,
1: that's so nice. <laughs> like, I, you know, that's another thing,
0: too. Like, I, you know, at comedy, sometimes, like, there are people, and I don't understand it. Like, and you've probably experienced it, too. Where, oh. like, all of a sudden, like, and here's the thing. You should be excited to, like, go see a comedy show. But instead, like, there's people that just sit there. I
2: think they're fantastic. Like, I love them.
0: Really? See, I am like... I, you see, Nate's like, I'm up for the challenge. No, I no, don't The like, challenge.
2: It's like, <laughs> oh, you're here. Alright, now I'm gonna go over here and focus on... But I'm like, you can hang out, I guess. But yeah, you, you can need. hang
0: out. I just am like, I think just for me, just from the other person, I'm like... Just have some fun dude and like there was this one guy that was like i hate comedy i don't even know why i came tonight and i just oh. was like me ne- neither dude but thank you have a good night because i'm awkward one <laughs> of my last say. shows
2: at the vfw uh with charlie winfrey ron finger uh yeah Cora stewart and tom cook there was a gentleman who sat up right in the front there was about 90 people there, and this guy looked like Ari ermie from full metal jacket just the drill sergeant just and he just had this mean stare you know that. Like, and I got there, started my whole host, hosting stuff, and I was like, "Hey, I try to crack it for a second. Immediately, nothing. Get, I'm scared. Get away from him. So I go talk to someone else. Blah, blah, blah. Then next up comes uh, Corey. You know, all night this guy just sat there, just me, first row, front row with the table. I'm like, what? And that first, happens.
0: First off, like, well, my <laughs>
2: point. My, I keep thinking, like, why are you still seating, sitting there? I get like, you don't want to be here, but you know, but then I come to find out, like three days later, this guy's like, "Hey, dude, uh, Scott wanted me to let you know when I saw you that he loved the show. I'm like, who's Scott? He's like, he's the guy that was sitting up front that with the mean too. face. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. He's like, he tipped 20, he, he tipped you guys 20 bucks. I'm like, that was that guy? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's, my mind was just fucking blown.
1: Yeah. I was yeah. like, can I
2: hire him? Because I want him for every show now because yeah. that's hilarious. Cause well, that's so sometimes mean. people
0: just have that like resting, he you know. In a, he was, a,
2: he, was in, he was a Vietnam veteran and he wanted to, he does that. He comes up here to go to comedy shows and he sits there and he'll just hold this stern face to show that you can't break him. Yeah. It's like whatever but get to, yeah, and that's just his
0: background he probably had to do that when he was in the war and was like you can't break oh, exactly. me exactly yeah, <laughs> <Like> it's, <laughs> it's part of
2: it yeah it's like okay so you yeah, had a good time was man I've been <laughs> scared for two weeks because of you
0: <laughs> <laughs> see but that's what I like too is just you just never know what you're gonna get I just was confused by this one guy that came up he's like I don't even know why I came tonight and I was mm-hmm. like okay <laughs> Well, sorry. I never saw him again. <laughs> all right. Now what
2: happens? You leave and all right. Good run we had, I guess. And like,
0: that's the thing. It's we, t- Tina and I kind of talked about this on the last episode too. Like you just focus on that one person, even though all these other people were like pumped and ready to go. Like, you're like, oh, like this guy didn't like it. Like what the fuck is wrong with him? But, you know, but that's great too. I love when people surprise you like that at yeah. the end because that's happened to me with my theater shows. They're like, oh, I was like, oh, I thought you weren't enjoying yourself. And they're like, oh no, we... We loved it. We're just in very deep concentration. And I was like, okay, cool. All right. But that's what I love about magic. If people are just like, we're ready to go. We're here. They're just oh, looking, yeah. for the hole, <laughs> looking for the
2: holes. That's what I'm always looking for with magic. Like where, like every time I watch like Amazing Jonathan or Pitt, oh Pitt, Pitt Teller or, like those guys, I'm always like, but I can never spot it. Like where's the misdirection and all that. Where's this, where's the, you know, the prestige and all that the moment. Right. Yes.
1: Oh, but thinking about so my 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 brain right now like yeah. you guys were talking about tough audiences so um I work uh in education oh so and thinking <laughs> about with the confidence and everything uh too like I do get nervous but I do a lot of testing with the, of my magic tricks with the students.
2: Nice. Oh. And that is a,
1: the toughest audience because these kids will you know. call you out and they are looking too. <laughs> they want to call you out, they want to make sure that they are not getting fooled and that they are smarter than you. Yes. So at the end, I when the, um, I work in a building that is K through eight. Okay. So, sorry, it just made me think of that. No, like no, the guy no. staring that me that down. Is a I, I was just like, Man, teacher. i was the teacher
2: who tried material out on kids.
1: Kids are always like the
0: toughest audience oh, they're because call bullshit more than anyone. Yeah, yeah, Which especially because like they're in that <laughs> innocent age where there's just no filter. So if something they don't like, they'll just go, "I don't like that." And you're <laughs> like, and you're like, you know, I don't know if I actually like that either. Let's let's fix this. They let's didn't do. have yeah. to say it like that though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I had, so I taught um, drama and English to first and second graders. And I put on Up, the movie, right? And so, <gasps> yeah. movie? So <laughs> all the other little kids liked it. And this one little boy comes up to me and goes, I don't like it. <laughs> He's like, I don't like how that lady died in the beginning. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you know, I don't really know if I like that part either. So that, it made me a little sad too. But it makes the movie and the story, um, you know, speaking of, you know, audiences and things like that. Um, you know, you both are growing audiences in your communities, which is great with all of your shows. Um, do you, Amanda, do you have a highlight story of, you know, a time when you were doing magic where you're like, wow, this is really paid off. I really feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Yeah, there, there are two times, I think, uh, at the one show, I think it was back in October before we became like scheduled every second and fourth Friday. Like we were still in the testing waters, uh, with Laura we didn't think we sold any tickets online. It looked like we had three people attending and we were just down in the dumps. And and then that day of they were like, Oh yeah, you guys have uh, sold out. You've been sold out online for a while now. And then going out into the bar and seeing all these people trying to get in and a huge line. It was one of those like, Oh, like, Holy cow. We, we did it. Cause we, we just got kicked like in the gut and everything. And then another moment was, um, a former student of mine, her dad, sent me a picture of her doing magic tricks, and it was through Instagram and whatnot. That was one of those moments where I'm like, it's a little sentimental, but uh, just producing and doing the magic and trying to get out there and network and all this stuff, and then just having that, like, this little girl wants to grow up and be a magician, and she's just in her room entertaining her family. It's just one of those moments, too, where I'm like, oh, that, that got me as well. Like, that was, I'm, I'm doing something. Like yeah. If this that makes sense. Bank.
0: Yeah. A 100%. Yeah, it's always like the small things like that. You're like, oh, wow, okay. You're connecting. You're yeah. Connecting. Yeah,
2: it's neat. It's fun. I like it. Yeah. What about you, Nate? That's, well, I mean, that's one of the, yeah, the biggest things that the show's down there is just the connection. You know, I mean, people bitch about not getting out or outside and going to do stuff. I'm like, right, but I, I, you know, whether whether they're like Republican or Democrat down there, I'm just like, yeah, hey, you're chuckling, you're laughing, or what you know, at, at this crazy dick joke or whatever this guy's saying yeah. stage, you know, yeah. Yeah. or whatever, you know. Uh but like mo like one of the biggest mo like it was last time my last show I think I at the Taylor Country Club and I uh, everything just kinda came together. My hosting was pretty tight. My you know, my you know, I got I had a pretty down had it was um my type five, I guess I had, you know, if that's what you want to call it, I hate saying that word. Oh, the tight five. Because <laughs> you know, I wanted to do it, you know, t- in you know, eight minutes you know up, up top, whatever. And just having like at th- right after that I had Matt Barnes and then Adam Thacker then Corsair, then JC Chilia came Aww, out I mean and it was man. just one of the best shows I've had in just it was one of the things, like, all the past few years, I've been just seen, like, okay, you're starting to figure this out now. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, you're kind of, it was about a year ago, I'm like, you're pretty good at this, I think. Yeah. You know, I think it's, a, you know, every now and then, I'm like, I don't do it much, but I'm like, can you can pat yourself on the back, like, you kind of, you did all right with that one, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's hard to come together now, and it's just kind of neat to just kind of see, you're known as the comedy guy down there in that Yay. in the country, I'm the giggle god, I guess, the, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <awesome>. Captain <laughs> Chuckles. Yeah, yeah, Captain Chuckles I, casual, I is, control who oh, laughs in my area. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love that. That exact I, I think that's kind of what's really nice about the industries that we're in and like especially just in the entertainment industry in general. Like That's why I wanted to do this podcast because I like connecting with people yeah. and like you know it takes a while to like grow it and whatnot and I only have like almost 60 episodes out but I what I like about it is that you know now I'm starting to get messages from people and they're like oh I liked this episode or I liked this and and that's how I kind of feel like I'm connecting with people because that's always been my goal in theater and comedy is like no matter what I always want to connect with at least like one person and so far I've been able to do that but now like it helps me when people give me feedback so give us a review on Facebook or you know I <laughs> hear Apple podcast app but anyway why I'm trying to say that is it's interesting to hear what people have to say um, just because I'm like oh you know what I didn't think of that oh and it, it's it's interesting that they value my thought process and vice versa onto you need them. That, you you know? need that feedback exactly because
2: you, I mean, you can only see so much from your point of view. Oh yeah,
0: and I all get right, sick of yeah. my point of view, you guys. So, <laughs>
2: you, you can become almost stagnant, almost like like, and then and then stuck in a in a set way. That's may work, but someone can show you something just to tweak or shift just a little way. Like oh shit, I didn't even look like that. Okay, exactly, oh, that makes, right. and it clicks with something that you already kind of have instilled already. Like mm-hmm. oh, you can combine these puzzles. Yeah, it's just a fun little game you play.
0: Exactly, it is the fun. Is it is the fun game that you play? You're trying to like piece everything together, and it's it's been fun. You know, I I really enjoy it, and I really appreciate you guys coming on and hanging out with me. We got to connect this morning, which was great. Hey, there you go. Um, what I'll ask you to before we close out is Amanda, if somebody is like looking into being a magician or practicing what you do, what advice would you give
1: to them? Uh, my advice would be go to the library. Pick oh. up pick up a magic book.
2: Love that advice.
1: Do not do not get on YouTube.
2: <laughs> go to the library. Yeah. Yeah, no one ever said <laughs> that. I love <laughs> it. No ever said go to the library. I, no, I agree. <laughs> I've
1: never
0: like I you know, it's like sad that like libraries are kind of like in the back of our brain now because usually I'm I, holding my phone right now, you can just like
2: yeah. boom, boom boom boom. Yeah. Well I just download audible. Yeah. There you go.
0: But and I'm sorry, go right ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no. We were yeah. just
2: like, libraries,
1: yay. Free. Free, what? There's so many magic books that are out there too, and a lot of people are finding magic online, on YouTube. And I, for me, um, this isn't their trick. They didn't create a trick, they're revealing somebody else's trick. Tricks are so. what
2: whores do for money. <laughs>
1: oh. Oh yeah, they're magic illusion. <laughs> <and> lo- <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> So I kind of get frustrated because I'm like the people are revealing things that are not theirs to reveal. But everybody has access to these YouTube videos. If you go to the library, you are finding gems that have been around and everything is written like it's instructions. It's step one, step two, very detailed. And if you have a problem, find a magician or ask if you're a little, little kid, ask your parents. I mean, it's not it's not hard. Pick up pick up a book. Don't don't go on YouTube. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I yeah. gotcha. And do
1: not do the 21 card trick on YouTube. <laughs> oh, no. Is that a thing? What That's, is that? It, uh, everybody does the 21 card trick. It's an easy trick. It's for beginners. But it's it's a pet peeve of mine what because a- people will take a deck of cards out of my hand and say, Oh, I know magic. And then deal down seven cards. You pick a card from a row. Then you collect the cards. And you deal down seven cards. It's very repetitive collect them deal down another seven cards and at the end after 20 minutes i found your card anyways that's just a me thing that's a me thing if you are doing the 21 (laughs) card trick that's okay just make it fun and entertaining for the person that's all i ask Um, so i got and that's
0: where that's a trap you fall in with youtube is like everybody sees the same thing so they're like oh that's exactly what i'm
1: gonna do and then everybody does the same thing so yeah uh, but you can find you can't find on youtube like the magic that we do you won't find it on YouTube. What do
2: you mean the magic that you do? What's that?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. So, like, the magic, well, you got. You have to see it on March 13th with Molly. <laughs> at 8 and- p.m. at the monocle. Uh, tickets are available at Eventbrite. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sell mm. us out, okay. Also, I'm selling my mugs, so don't. Oh worry. yeah, yeah. I,
2: give, I want one of those. Yeah, oh definitely. yeah.
1: Casually not giving a shit, okay. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll be hosting. Can I drink out of uh, your mug? Uh, hell to sell yes. It? Perfect.
2: Would you, why would you not be drinking out of the mug? Okay, i am
1: like, not giving it back. Please, absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna like, give it up for Amanda.
0: Casually not giving a shit. Okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. But I like that. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you, um, Nate. For people who are comedians like yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, people that are starting out, trying to produce shows, what advice would you give to them that you think that you've learned along the way?
2: Don't take yourself too seriously. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, I, mean, I, I mean, yes, you want I mean you wanna have you want it to be good and everything really, but at the same time you're just trying to have fun, you know, have you just trying to tell jokes, you're just having, having a night where jokes are being told to people, you're just trying to have a night with fun. So always just like don't fucking overthink it. You're just you're in a room. With a bunch of people who are rooting for you hopefully and then just if you enjoy it do it if you don't then don't you know i mean yeah. find what is it uh find what you love and let it kill you,
0: <laughs> you know,
2: Bukowski, you know yeah. it, one of those things i mean if you're not digging it then move on to the next thing and right on
0: yeah I mean, absolutely i
2: don't mean to get all deep with there's that all out there's no, that no no, no yeah, yeah i like that but yeah i mean it goes along with anything i mean it's just you I mean, I look at stamp kind of like, I guess it's a more of a hobby. I mean, I, I'm very passionate about it. Almost, it's just, it's obsessive. It is. I'm not going to lie. It's became like a religion almost. Like, oh, I don't know if I got, if I, uh, I need to focus on other things in my life. But, yeah. like, just, but at the same time, I want it to be really good. But at the same time, like, you have to remember this, this is fun, too, though. Yes. And that's what matters. I mean, ultimately, if you're not, but, so, just. Yeah, chill and have fun.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I I think that's actually, it's interesting that you bring that up because I, I went back to Cincinnati for Christmas and I did a couple of shows while I was out there and is that where you're from? Yeah, that's like where I'm...
2: Yeah. WKRP and all that stuff. Oh, yeah.
0: Ah. I know. <laughs> Everybody's like Cincinnati. and I'm like, that's all right, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's... Uh, I, I, I loved my childhood growing up in Cincinnati. And it's always fun to go back because my family doesn't get to really see me do a lot of shows here. And, like, my dad's getting older. So, like, and he's the one who, like, loves to watch me do comedy. Like, not that my... Not that my mom doesn't like to watch that's me do comedy, but you know what I mean? It's not like,
2: terrifying for your parents to watch you live? Oh
0: my God, no, not at all. Oh. Because I think, here's the thing, I'm the youngest of a blended family of six. And... I grew up kind of in a very theatrical setting, like you know. So I've seen it all.
2: You grew up the so, baby and wanting to end shining at the same time. Look at me! Look at me! Like there's I five just, me, I got signed with five people. But like also, I gotta, I'm like I'm like too. here I am. That's not fair.
0: You know, it's that's, just yeah, that's I not fair just, fair at all. I like I just was like wow. Like so for me, like theater and comedy, like almost came, like especially when I, when I started doing theater. Like even though there's ups and downs in that industry, like I always like. Felt like i could be a part of it because like i was like man i've had so many theatrical experiences in my real life so this would be great going here you know and i i i loved having that escape of like reading and writing and producing and and doing all of that but um what was what were we talking about we're talking about um oh gosh we're gonna i'm gonna edit this part out for sure because i can't think about what my point
1: was but Um, Like Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Your Um, parents
2: and and your dad—not but daddy being older, so and seeing you want him to see more. Well, that was that
1: too.
0: There was something that we were talking about, and I I was trying to make a point. It was right after you said stuff about. about, uh, Oh no. Yeah, right. see, I started
1: watching you. I'm like, ooh, that's a nice plaid shirt. And then my attention quickly. See,
0: that's what we did. We were talking about how our attention just goes into the completely other direction. Oh, I don't
2: help. I interject and then we'll <laughs> <talk>. we'll, dig- <laughs> we'll digress off to the a the whole other subject. If you have me around, it's oh, not, it's all right. It's not healthy at all.
0: Oh
1: no, not at all. Well, here's the thing. Oh, well, this is what we're I was talking kind about of saying. Philosophy though. and having a good time on stage. stage, having a good time. Well, it's, oh yes. There oh you go. my God. All right. all right. This, you know <laughs> what? We're gonna keep this in because we just did a
0: teamwork of this round table. Having a good time. We just made
2: magic, folks. We just we did we, <laughs> we literally did.
0: just made magic and got <laughs> Molly back on track. But why I'm talking about this is because I got home and my parents and my my siblings and everybody got to see me do comedy at this club. And the host, when I went up to it, you know, normally they people just shake your hand or whatever, because we all know each other here and stuff. But this guy, and I, I know this is gonna make it sound so deep, but he was like, Have fun. And I was like, yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's
2: like bill and ted be awesome
0: and like my dad goes (laughs) you looked like you were having such a fun time like you were so relaxed and i was like oh my god it was like the one time i didn't feel like i had to prove myself i already knew like i was like this is this is fantastic and you you kind of forget that sometimes when you do things even you know even just in your regular life or your day job you're like oh my god i need to like loosen up and have some fun. Like, yeah,
2: I'll worry about yeah. tomorrow. I'll worry about what I can control right now and tomorrow I'll handle that then because yesterday, exactly. all that, you know, we yeah. go again with that. I'll watch that Terrence McKenna stuff. Yeah. Going like, yeah. out there again. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And if you're having fun on stage, you know and your other audience is having fun. fun. That's the yep. biggest
2: thing right there. People gravitate towards fun. They and if, if see people see that you're having fun, they root for you. And, and when they root for you, they like you and when they like when you get the people to like you, you do whatever the fuck you want on stage. Yeah. Just, you know, people yeah. are like I like this guy, he's having fun, and even if you're not funny. I mean, you know, they like you can't hate on fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Speaking of fun, Amanda and I, if you didn't know, have a show coming up on March 13th up. at the Monocle at 8 p.m. Uh, it is going to have me doing some stand up comedy. Obviously, Amanda is going to be killing it with her magic tricks. Yeah. And then and uh,
1: we have headliner uh, Tori Nokes exactly. coming in.
0: So listen, you've got an all female lineup. Please come at 8 p.m. at the Monocle this upcoming Friday, March 13th. How t- How much are tickets?
1: Uh, tickets are online for fifteen. And All right, then twenty at the door. Twenty at the door. Okay. See, so if you go
0: online, it's gonna be cheaper. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we're uh we're gonna need at least five dollars more for you to come <laughs> and see us at this show. And I will be selling my casually Molly merch. I have a new mug, casually not giving a shit. So if you are on the same page as me, where you just want to have some fun, come buy one. There'll be thirteen dollars. All right. So Nate, let's talk about you. What shows do you have coming up, sir?
2: I don't well down to my area. I, gotta, I probably got some here coming up next month. I don't have any dates yet. That's another thing to like, solidify the dates. But I am going to be March eighteenth at a showcase at a back room, back room comedy club. Oh the right, Yale, no. Yale show. So, oh Yale, backdoor. I, back yeah, door. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, I was like, door, there, yeah. is
0: there a new club called Back Room? Whoa!
2: <laughs> yeah, you guys don't know about it. Yet. I was like, damn, like, that sounds ba- like a. <laughs> it's in my basement. You know, it's just, it's, it, you'll, you'll figure it out.
0: I was like, just go to the back room and do some comedy. What okay. that? I,
2: I love, I love back door, but every time I think back door, I think Led Zeppelin. I'm your back door man, and I, I just, and I, I take it into a whole other wor- direction yeah. with it. Oh yeah, Michael
0: Tobin, who runs the comedy <laughs> club. Shout deep. out to him and O'Fallon. He. Uh, He's been on here with Yale, and he's going to be on here at the end of the month, too, yeah. as well. Yeah, that's going to be fun. March
2: 18th, Yale show. Yeah. And Yale, Yale-, Yale, Yale,
0: we're getting your uh, Yale Hollander. Shout-out to you. We got your shout-outs back. We I usually shout-out to Yale every episode, but the last two episodes I haven't. But we're back, Yale, so come see Yale Hollander's show. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. what I got going on. Other than that, it's just...
0: Living your best life.
2: L-I-V-I. Live in. YOLO.
0: No, that's great. And where are Nate... Where can we follow you on social media?
2: I mean, just put, I mean, just you know, I am uh, Nate Dog uh, Nate Dog underscore five Nate Dog underscore five seven three on Instagram. That's right, Nate Dog. Um, then Nate Barron on Facebook. Right. I'm not really hard to find.
1: What about you, Amanda? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Magic Amanda eighty seven. And then you can find Magic in the Lou on Instagram as well. And you can just hit me up on Facebook. It's easy. Like Nate, like Amanda Lindsay, L I N D S E E. I'm yeah. an E person. Why? Yes. Yeah. I like it. Hit there me up. Go. It'll be cool. Send me messages too, because I love like connecting and chatting with people. I'm I'm such a people person. So like yeah, she come is. over. Like, talk to me about questions. stuff. Oh. I totally
2: have. I have, you don't even understand how many magic questions I have that I have not asked. I mean, so I, I'll find <laughs> Hey, uh, so what's going on with this when they're doing that and.
1: Oh, hey, don't get me kicked out of my clubs. I can't say anything.
2: <laughs> I know you can. I know. See, that's why I've respected the crap. That's why I haven't asked any questions. Today.
1: Oh, I appreciate so, that. You know. Thank you. Like
2: that guy that did, uh, exposed, remember that TV show, the guy exposed all the uh, magician's oh, tricks. Oh, so, like, um, the mask
1: magician? Yeah,
2: I do. Yeah, yeah. Whatever what? happened. It was like NBC had a show like early 2000s where this guy came out and he wore masks and he revealed like all these like, tricks. Illusions, that copper, yeah. Yeah, illusions that Copperfield did, you know, they were big and I don't know. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. Is he still masked? He's
1: probably somewhere in a desert, not coming back. I don't know.
2: (laughs) I I assume it's it's Banksy or something like that.
1: Oh, damn. (laughs) Well, if you ever just go through a
0: desert one day and you find this man, if he's masked or unmasked, please let us know. (laughs) I
2: mean, ask him to do some tricks. Ask him to do some tricks. He'll
1: probably show you how afterwards. Oh, Jesus.
0: Well, on that note, please uh, <laughs> please, uh, please, don't go and live under a rock, but you can casually subscribe to the Casually Molly podcast. Um, want to casually create magic with us? You can email me at casuallymolly at gmail.com. Whether you want to be a guest, a sponsor, whatever you want, I am here to connect and listen. Again, remember, you can casually subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, your Apple podcast app, Spotify, uh, Podbean, and Stitcher. Uh, you can also like and follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we will be off next week because I will be out of town, so um, like leaving on Saturday. But uh, yes, again, come out March 13th at 8 p.m. to the Monocle. We've done a lot of shameless self-promotion for it, but it's going to be worth your while, St. Louis. Okay, Where so is it? Um, at the Monocle, yeah, exactly, <laughs> Me at the Monocle,
2: <laughs> no, right March 13th, right, Friday. Yeah, March put 13th, it in your calendar. 80 80 you
0: know what? If this episode doesn't go viral on March. <laughs> will this
2: be released before March thirteenth? Oh yeah. Or don't worry.
0: It'll be released <laughs> tomorrow. Oh, yeah, so get, oh. get ready. Well, now that we're casually done, what are you gonna casually do now, guys?
2: <sighs> I do I thought about going to buy some looking for vintage t shirts or well, okay. know, I'll, I'll go to the bookstore.
0: Okay, cool. That's
2: what I was thinking I had going on since I'm up here. Sounds so, good. My, uh, take it easy, casual. Just come. Casual. You know, so. What
1: about you? Uh, so I have a magic show on, on March twentieth. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's new material. So this is the the anxious part because it's a whole like close up show, which is different from, you know, my March thirteenth show at the monocle,, uh, which is more parlor. So this is close up. So I'm taking it to my mom's house to test it on my niece and nephew. And if I can survive them, I can survive March twentieth.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> See, there you go. Got to survive the tough audiences yep. first. First and second grade. That's All how right. old they are. So. Those
0: first and I Trust me, I've taught a few. Yeah. <laughs>
1: they'll let me know if I mess up the trick. <laughs> they
0: definitely will. Very honest. Uh, speaking of honest, I'm honestly going to work after this. <laughs> and I uh, got to make some money. But I'm going to go to Krish Mohan's show at the improv shop tonight. So. Oh, okay. yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty right. We did
0: the St. Louis Fringe together, so... You know, got to support friends casually making magic. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. Have a great day.
2: Thanks, bye. <laughs> bye.